Welcome to Struggles to Strengths. I'm your host, Chad Duff. This is the podcast about learning through your struggles and failures, figuring out how to take the difficulties in your life, the lessons learned, and then how do you move forward. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you could join us for episode five. I think you're going to enjoy the show this week. I had a sit-down interview with Brandon Pardon, who's a former professional basketball player and just happens to be my cousin also. Um, and Brandon talks about his time in the game and then what his struggle looked like when he realized his career was over. So stay tuned. We'll get to that here in, in, in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about, as we do every week, the, the weight loss journey that I committed to. If this is your first time listening, the first podcast, I committed to losing 100 pounds in a year's time. And I am back on the positive side of loss. I'm actually down three pounds, and so my total weight loss now is 18 pounds, which gets me down to 322 pounds as of today. And again, I have been having a mental block a little bit because I know that that's so far from where I want to be, but then I have to remind myself, celebrate what you've done and where it is. So I just wanted to give you that quick update. And something else kind of came across uh, to me this week that I realized, do you ever feel like in your life that you don't get time to do what you want to do? I, I bet that happens, quite frankly, all the time to almost all of us. And I was struggling with that a little bit this week. I have a lot of things going on professionally and personally, just a lot of balls up in the air, and I'm trying to keep everything up there, treating every ball like it's a glass ball, when they're not all glass balls, are they? Some of the balls are plastic, and it's okay if they fall to the ground occasionally. And sometimes you have to do something for you, but how many times in your life have you not done something? Because you're like, well, I can't relax for an hour. Why, why do it? I wanted to go do this. It was going to take me an hour. I can't do that. And so to heck with it. I'm not going to do it. Well, maybe you can't do something for an hour, but maybe you can do it for 15 minutes. And what does that do for you mentally? If you take a little bit of time for yourself, if you carve that time out of your day, and so just a thought that I had, don't let a struggle that you're having or the time crunch that's pushing down on you keep you from, if you can't relax the way you'd want to or like to in totality, don't be able to, don't be afraid to steal five minutes for yourself to sit back and enjoy and relax. So just a thought that I had, but I want to move forward now, like I said, to my, to my interview with, with Brandon. And I want to tell you, he, he has had a passion to be great for a long time. And that, that comes with struggle. But I remember a story that his mom would tell when he was like literally under the age of 10 and he was playing a, a grown man in the neighborhood came over and was playing horse with him in the driveway and Brandon couldn't beat him. I mean, he was, he was a little guy and he couldn't beat this guy. And, and Brandon didn't, take kindly to that in that he wanted to be able to. And so he kept shooting and shooting and practicing and shooting. And before long, he, he did beat that guy. And I think Brandon would be the first one to tell you that it was that kind of work ethic and what he did that was the reason that, that got him to where he, he ended up being. 
And so you're going to hear Brandon talk a lot about success, but you're also going to get to hear him talk about what happened when his career was over and the true struggle that ensued there. And listen to him when he talks about being addicted to the gap. And I'll let him explain that. You'll hear that in his words. It's really cool. So I think you'll enjoy that. And so sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Oh, by the way, um, my microphone, my microphone was a little bit loud in this interview. So I apologize for you having to, uh, to maybe deal with the volume a little bit. Brandon's stuff sounds good. And gratefully, he talks a lot more than I do. So I apologize for my mic being little too loud but uh but that happens sometimes but now sit back relax and enjoy welcome my guest brandon pardon my my cousin we uh we've grown up together we have been close for a very long time so thanks for being on the podcast pal uh, chad i appreciate you having me on this is great looking forward to it so i in the intro i talked about your, your kind of your journey as a basketball player so mm-hmm. why don't you why don't you give everybody kind of a sense of what basketball meant to you kind of growing up and and how what, what you know where that took you well I think it was more of uh, you know started obviously at a very early age when I was in third grade second or third grade I think my dad bought me one a basketball hoop and then we had kind of a pitchback right for baseball so I, sports has been a big part of my life but that was something again when I was younger I started um, picking up a basketball, playing outside, and then as I grew up and I got to about oh, sixth, seventh grade, I could see myself uh, continuing to get better, but I could see that gap between me and others getting bigger, right? And I think, you know, for me, um, I got kind of addicted to that gap and continuing to, to see kind of the success and what that c- could mean. Um, I had no idea that it was going to end up with what it did, but, you know, going through my kind of junior high days and then going into high school, um, I was fortunate to you know, started on the varsity team as a freshman in high school um, with another guy and um, a team that we went through some struggles that year. But to given that opportunity at a young age, um, it really helped me grow. It helped, you know, kind of from my maturity level, um, made me grow up quick, right? Um, but obviously going all the way through and being fortunate to get a Division One scholarship. I went on to uh, Wright State for a year, um, played one season there, and I thought uh, – for me, there was a lot of things that went into that, but I thought, you know, for me, um, the best, it wasn't the best fit. Um, so I chose to transfer over to Bowling Green, um, which again, sitting out a year and then obviously going on to uh, playing three full seasons there. Um, it was a great, uh, it was a great opportunity one, but it was just a great experience. And then obviously to have success there and having the chance to play at a professional level. So I was fortunate to play in France for a year and I played in Austria for a year. Yes. Yeah, so this is. I mean, you you have you you have thought about it and you see it and you have attained your goals. Mm-hmm. So so now so now I mean like you're playing professional basketball. You're making yeah. a living playing basketball and not only playing but but having a lot of success, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was again even thinking about it, right? I almost got to pinch myself because I think you always dream. Like as a kid, you think, "Gosh, I want to play in the NBA." Like, and I dream that every day, right? Even when I was playing in Europe, I still thought like I'm gonna have a chance to play. Like I, I was always thinking that way because that's what. The chip that was put on my shoulder because of that allowed me to continue to work um, towards, you know, just being the best I possibly could, right? And I think that's, you know, again, I was just very, very, very blessed by this game of basketball. So we, we so we're talking about that. So people listening right now are like, well, where, where, where was the struggle? So, so talk about kind of how the end of that career ended up. Yeah, I mean, again, there's obviously struggles along the way, right? You, you know, it's not. It's not all this this great success. There's a lot of time that goes into it that people don't see. But for me personally, like I had, 
you know, I was in Europe. I had, um, I had a knee injury and, you know, this is the first real, like I say, injury. I had some, you know, knickknack stuff. I had some surgery on my shoulder in college, but didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I played hurt, yep. got it fixed, but it never affected my, you know, playing in the games. And so I had my, a knee surgery over there. And this was the first time that, you know, again, I was kind of taken away from the game and I had to rehab to get back into it. And, um, fortunately or unfortunately, I tried to come back from that injury a little too, um, too fast. And, um, literally about six weeks after my surgery, I played in the game and I, you know, I'm thinking I'm, you know, I, I knew I sh- probably shouldn't be, but again, I think, you know, the team needed me to play. And, you know, for me, I went back and forth with this, you know, in, internally, like, it's not that I don't want to play. It's like, do I think that I can help my team win? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I ended up playing and I ended up playing very well, but I also, I wasn't right. I, my knee didn't feel right. I didn't yep. feel comfortable. And I did this for about six weeks. Literally, I was getting an injection before the game and of God knows what, right? And just so I could go out on the court. Um, after the game the next day, my knee would really, it would blow up and I'd have to have it drained. And I wouldn't do much during the week and I would play in the games until I got to the point where I had to like, listen, I can't do this anymore, right? I think this is, I need to, I need to rehab this. I, mean, I know my body. I'm not, I'm not right. And they gave me that time. They brought another player or whatever. But I still, you know, again, after that season was over, I was still struggling. And, and to that point, when I came back and had it reevaluated by the orthopedic here at Bowling Green who did my shoulder surgery, he was like, Brandon, you need to have surgery again. Yep. It was very disappointing, um, to say the least, because I thought I was fine, right? Yeah. I was told I was fine. Right. And I wasn't, right? And I, I still, you know, thinking back to that, like I wish – you know, I don't second guess a lot. I don't regret a lot, but that was one. I'm like, I wish I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have came back as early as I did. Yeah, and and so so here you are, right? Like you are kind of at the end, basically, right? I mean, like the the injury is significant enough, and there's enough going on in your life that I mean, this has been you're you're 25. Yeah, you know this has this has been kind of your your life. You know, you you, you have your degree and, and everything that goes with with that. You're with your beautiful wife, um, but now it's now the career, the the dream that has been for so long is is over, mm-hmm. and that is difficult. I think for anybody. What was it like for you? Still looking back, it's the most difficult thing I've ever went through, and you don't think about it ever being over, right? So when I accepted that, and when you talk about like I had when I was over in France, my wife and I got married when we got back from France, so she could come over and live with me in Austria, right? So I. Um, and then when I came back, she was homesick. I was a little bit, but I had basketball, you know, that's kind of, you know, I leaned on that a lot. You know, she would go over for six weeks, she would come back and then she would come back over. So I was fortunate to have that in my contract where she could be there, um, on and off. But when I decided that, you know, this is, I'm going to move on, right. I'm going to be, um, I'm not sure what that looks like, but I'm going to, I'm not going to be playing basketball. I'm not gonna be a basketball player anymore. And again, that's been my identity my whole life. So, to think, hey, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Like, I, I really, I struggled. I yeah. really, really struggled because I, I got depressed. I got, you know, there was a lot of emotions that went through that. And um, not good. And, like, yeah. you know, we had some money in the bank and my wife was doing some hair. And I literally was, you know, um, was, I'd meet with some buddies and we'd drink some beers. And it became a daily thing to where I was just like, you know, I'm kind of in a funk. Um, I didn't know what was next, right? And I think that was... It was very, very difficult looking back and trying to accept, like, this, this is over. Like, I had to accept that, and it was not easy. It was yeah. not easy. Yeah, because, again, like, you, I mean, you, you loved it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was 
it wasn't Still just love it. yeah and and you are so involved you know even even to this to this point in time but i mean what what in your mind was then when you're when you're at this low point when you're having this this struggle of like wow this has been my everything that i want to do and i what what was it that Kind of made you kind of pull yourself up to to get yourself back on a different path. You know, for me, I think it was is my wife, right? She was so supportive of me, um, and it was what's next, right? Like, okay, my identity to my basketball player. What what am I going to be, right? I was, you know, I had an elementary education degree. I thought, okay, I want to teach and coach. What's that look like? Am I going to go at the high school level? Am I going to look at the college level? You know, I needed to accept, and I did, right? What's I needed to transfer that energy that I put into basketball into a profession. Um, that allowed me to be successful in my own right, right? That I could have an identity outside of basketball. So when you so when you think about that, when you think about what you were doing in basketball, and if you think about somebody else where they, they've had this dream for like a really long time and then they have to face like, what, what was like some of like maybe the, a lesson or two that you learned from realizing, you know, like you had reached your pinnacle, but the lesson that you learned and the struggle that you had to move forward. Um, you know, again, I think the lesson side of it was just, I think just coming down to accepting, like I was very fortunate. I achieved a very high level, right? I think being able to come to the conclusion that like I, I had reached a goal that most will never get to, right. And something I had dreamed about and that's, it was, you know, I'm very proud of that. And I, you know, I should be. And a lot of people were, you say you're proud, but like I was, I reached something that I, like as much as I wanted to do more, I think, you know, the lesson side of it is like, you know, it's gone away. And when it goes away, like what what's next? What am I going to do with that? And I think, you know, being able to accept I can transfer something like, you know, that the work ethic, the accountability that goes into the, for me to be successful at basketball, I could transfer that into a profession and still be successful and still do something at a very high level. Yep. Um, I think that's, that's, again, I think the biggest lesson I learned. Yeah, I, I'm sure you can relate. In, in a lot of ways, right, to somebody in their career who, who reaches what they want to or maybe don't even get quite to where they mm-hmm. where they want to be and then have to face the reality of, of what is a new life. But, but I think when you and I have had conversations, I think what's interesting is that even though the, the quote-unquote basketball piece, right, because you were a professional basketball player, even though that's done and that struggle at the end was, was so difficult – the lessons learned there, the relationships built, the 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 toughness and everything that you learned with all that. I, I feel like you use that every day. Do I am I am I close on that? Oh, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing I can say with anybody is I, I keep talking about the what the skill set that transfers, the work ethic that goes in. I mean, I'm fortunate to be, you know, I got into the sales world and you know, again, I'm competing every single day. So I'm able to take a lot of the things that I had done in my past with basketball. And you, and it doesn't even have to be sales, right? I think it's in anything that you do in life, you got to continue to grow. You got to continue to get better. You got to continue to surround yourself with people that are smarter than yourself. Um, and you got to ask a lot of questions, like all these things that I had learned kind of along the way. Um, and I'm continuing to do, right? I think this is, you know, I'm 43 years old now and, um, I, you know, I I still want to get better at what I do. I still want to continue to strive to be the best I possibly can. I want my kids to see, you know, me striving for excellence still, right? So they can relay that into what they're doing, whether it's sports, whether it's school, whatever it is. I think that's, you know, a big part of me of being able to, that legacy of, you know, who I am, to be able to relay that on. So, you know, my kids can do the same. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. So 
Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time yeah. to to talk about kind of the the journey. And it was uh, as apropos here with it, with it being March Madness. So, you know, I love you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Love you too, man. Thanks. I hope you really got something out of that conversation. And again, I, I want to thank Brandon for sitting down and talking to me. I have a feeling that that's not the last time that you'll hear from him on this podcast. But, you know, each and every week, at the end of the podcast, I look for two takeaways, right? That struggles, but we're looking for two strengths to give you from that week. And and I kind of gave you a bonus one at the front of the podcast talking about don't let the ability to do something for yourself if you don't have as much time as you want. Don't let that be an obstacle to still doing something for yourself in a minor amount of time. But the two strengths that I really took away from this podcast were from Brandon. And the first one is to ask yourself, after that struggle, what's next? I loved the way he framed that out. What's next? Maybe your dream is over. Maybe it's on hold. Maybe something has changed and your path has changed. But instead of letting that struggle be your stopping point, ask yourself, what's next? What can I do? And that's what Brandon did. And that's what's made him so successful in his life, in, in business and uh, in his personal life as well. And then I thought, and this has always been ingrained in Brandon. And I can tell you this because we grew up together. But I loved how at the end there he talked about compete every day. And remember that you're not always going to win. You're going to lose. Sometimes you may tie, you may win, you may win big, but no matter what it is, compete, put yourself out there. And when you do that, when you put your head on the pillow at night, even though maybe you haven't reached the goal, maybe you're on this what's next path, you can tell yourself, I competed today. And if you can look yourself in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth at night, you're putting your head on the pillow and tell yourself that day you truly competed, I guarantee you do that on a regular basis, you will be floored on what you can accomplish. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember to continue to rate and review and subscribe and do all those great things. Look in the show notes on Apple Podcasts for how you can follow us on Twitter and how you can email the show. And until next time, be well.